Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today is my co-host, Rissa. Welcome, Rissa. Hey, how's it going? Going well. How are you doing? All right. So last time we had a podcast uh, was two weeks ago. Um, it was just me and Nelson. Uh, we went over the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, and um, he's actually over there right now. So that's why he's not on this podcast uh so um yeah rissa um last week we were moving so that's why uh we weren't able to do a podcast last week so uh what do you think about like nelson being in epcot you jealous oh of course i'm jealous (laughs) Uh, but we get a chance to to go there next year so i'm excited for that yeah it's something to look forward to i mean i've seen some of the footage that uh nelson put out and there's a lot of um content he's got so uh, everybody look out for that because um, we're going to be putting together some vlogs. Uh, speaking of which, please check out our latest food review on Lamplight Lounge. Uh, that's live on YouTube. So if you could, um, you know, check it out and uh, give us a like or something like that, that'd be great. Uh, Rissa, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. I was super jealous that you guys had a chance to, to eat there um, and drink there. Um, were the lobster nachos the same as at Cove Bar? Yeah, so pretty much it's like a redone Cove Bar downstairs because they have an expanded menu for the, I guess, big bites. But Mm -hmm. we just did the small bites, so it's pretty much the same stuff from upstairs at the Cove Bar. Um, So it's like they brought the Cove Bar to the restaurant, pretty much. Nice. It looks like they added a couple of menu items too because I don't recall the um, carne asada um roll that, that sushi roll yeah yeah i feel like they might have changed that too like they took it out or changed the type of roll uh recently it oh okay yeah i think they got rid of it because it wasn't too popular or doing too well or something mm-hmm. but yeah we can look into that uh so you think well if you if you try the outside bar like now um you could probably still be able to get the same food from downstairs and but the only thing is you won't get the same um like experience because of the the stuff on the walls downstairs right the ambiance right that's the only difference but you know pretty much the menu and the food the drinks they're going to be the same upstairs so if you guys can't get a reservation you know you could still do the thing where you go upstairs and put your name down and stuff um i don't think the weights are too bad did have you um tried recently going up to the cove bar I haven't tried recently, but um, from what I know of the Cove Bar, you can look at like an hour plus for lines sometimes. Um, it just depends on what time of day you go. Yeah. What I heard a tip was is you can put your name down uh, for the Cove Bar and they're going to text you when it's ready. And what they said was if it's if they say the wait is like 45 minutes, it's really like 25 minutes wait. Um, if they say it's like an hour, it's really like 45 minutes wait, something like that. So, you know, they're going to text you when it's ready. So you can do other things while you're just like waiting for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's not, you know, too bad when you think about it, you know. Um, 
Anyway, so today in our episode, we're going to be talking about、uh, growing up as Disney fans.、Um, but first, there's an article that we're going to talk about. And that article is Disney sets music guests host lineup for three holiday specials. So, Disney has three holiday specials on tap、um, via its various media outlets, and corporate synergy is going to be flowing.、Um, Disney parks and Disney cruise lines are settings for the shows. And during the specials, viewers get an exclusive look at upcoming attractions and experience coming to Walt Disney World in Florida. And Disneyland in California. So the holiday parade kicks off on Friday, November 23, with、uh, Disney Parks presents a 25 Days of Christmas holiday party. And that's going to show on the Disney Now app before it airs on Saturday, December 1st, from 8 to 8 30 Eastern Pacific on、uh, Disney Channel. So then after that, the second holiday special is going to be on Thursday. November 29 from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on ABC TV with the Wonderful World of Disney magic, Magical Holiday Celebration. And then the third is going to be part of Disney ABC Television's company wide programming event,、uh, 25 Days of Christmas, the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade. And that's going to air on Christmas Day from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern and 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central,、uh, Mountain, and Pacific Time. Uh, the air times vary, so you got to check your local listings.、Um, all of these are going to have a special feature per- musical performance by pop recording artists.、Uh, they're going to have Disney character appearances and celebrations at the parks around the world. So that's usually the stuff that you see, you know, like on Christmas when you, you have like Mario Lopez hosting a, the parade and stuff.、Um, you, you know what I'm talking about, right, Rissa? Right, Rissa? Yeah, of course.、Um, do you think they're going to be recording the parade when you're down there? In where? At Disneyland?、Uh, Disneyland, yeah.、Um, that I'm not sure when they're going to record it, but I heard they're going to be recording in November, so it's, it's coming up.、Um, but the thing is, when they're doing recordings,、um, the audience, the crowd, is usually cast members and their families.、Um, because I remember when I was in Disney World as a cast member, They invited us as cast members to be part of the crowd, and it's not really the guests that get to be part of the crowd.、Um, when they did it, though, like I went into the park as a guest and not part of the,、um, you know, the audience, and I couldn't even tell they were recording anything. So it was kind of weird.、Um, I know in Disneyland it's a little different because、um, one of my coworkers mentioned that they were down there during、um, the holiday、uh, special. Parade recording. Okay.、Um, and they they shoot B roll as well.、Um, so you might be captured walking around or whatever. Right.、Um, and then there's also, like, there's not as much, ba- as, as much space in Disneyland. Right.、Um, so the parade goes right through Main Street. So it's very possible that you get shot on, on film too. So they have those signs at the entrance saying,、yeah. you know, you may be recording. recorded. Yeah.、Right. I've seen those signs before where they're. Doing a closed recording. It says,、yeah. closed recording in progress. You may be recorded for future viewing or something like that.、Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool.、Um, what do you think about the parades? Do you think、uh, they're pretty cool to watch or do you usually like them?、Um, I usually like them, but I don't go out of my way to watch them.、Okay. Um, if I happen to be in the area and I can't really go anywhere because it's happening,、mm-hmm. then I'll watch it. Oh, you mean like if you're there during the recording or something? 
Yeah, and I get stuck. Oh, yeah, because usually they, like, block off traffic, right? So that yeah. they can do the recording. And then they let people walk through. Right. Yeah, so I guess that's um, that's something to look out for. Um, would you watch it on TV, though? Like, when it airs? I usually only watch the Christmas Day special because there's not much going on until a basketball game happens. That's true. That's true. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something fun to watch during Christmas because, you know, what else are you going to do? You're off of work, yeah, so. exactly. But, yeah... Um, they usually have some pretty fun, like, artists that are associated with Disney, you know, um, pretty popular ones, too. Speaking of which, there's a, there's a special airing right now as we're, as we're talking. It's, um, Mickey's, uh, 90th Spectacular. Um, have you, did you get, get to watch any part of that at the beginning? Yeah, I watched all the way up to Sarah Hyland introducing the models. Oh, right, and yeah. And then yeah. I logged in. Um, the actor of Jack from Blackish just... Uh, got on stage and then I had to walk away. So, but we're recording it on DVR, so I'll catch the rest of it. Yeah, me too. So I just started where the K-pop group just started performing their oh, nice. uh, English single. So um, that's cool. Uh, what do you think about uh, Mickey turning ninety? You think it's a, a big deal? Oh yeah, and I definitely agree with some of the um, stars that were on the on TV saying that. In another 90 years, Mickey will still be, the be same. a pop icon. Yeah, he'll be a constant forever. Um, yeah, this is true. Like, you know, the, the the people on TV, they change all the time. But Mickey Mouse is like, ever since he started, he's been the popular guy, you know? Yeah. He's he's met like all the icons, different presidents, you know, and he's still going, going strong at 90 years. <laughs> yeah, the Walt Disney Company and Disney as a company is just doing a great job Um with maintaining that IP and, and keeping the hype up for Mickey. Um, so they're doing a good job with, with, with that. What do you think of all of the different like marketing things they're doing for Mickey right now for his 90th? Because, you know, they had the Mickey birthday Oreos. That's like birthday cake flavor on the inside. And then they had the Ray-Bans. And they're doing a D23 Ray-Bans too. Um, right. And then they also have the Pandora charm. And I've seen some like watches that are Mickey. Uh, there's a lot of different 90th uh, anniversary things for him. Uh, what do you think, think about the marketing? I think it's genius. Um, milk the cash cow, I guess. Um, but you know, it's not like in your face kind of marketing. Right. It's, it's kind of it's subtle. Out, yeah, it's out there for people um, that love Disney and love Mickey. Um, but it's not like every other commercial you see. Oh, look, it's Mickey's 90th birthday. Oh, look, they have an exhibition in New York. You right. know around mickey um it's really catered to the people that want to see it yeah and also like did you see they also have a vans collaboration with mickey too so it's like yeah i did they're, they're trying to reach all types of audiences here um and another genius thing is the targeted ads um that's a big thing where you're on social media and then they give you an ad like a mickey 90th ad but it's something that you normally like shop for or look for right that's kind of a a big thing now with uh targeting targeting their audience um i think it really works it does it really does so because it grabs you and you're like i need this in my life exactly you see it and you're like <laughs> oh i gotta get it right now you know yeah so exactly that's um that's pretty genius i i agree uh so um let's uh let's move on to the the content of our uh our podcast for sure so Basically, uh, you and I grew, both grew up and we became we were just like Disney fans from the beginning. Like 
when we were growing up ever since, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're just going to go over, you know, things that we remember about being Disney fans and growing up, like from a young age, just um, enjoying the Walt Disney Company and things with the company. So um, what what is your earliest memory of, of anything Disney? What do you remember? I'm trying to remember what age we we went to Disneyland that I remember the most because okay. those are obviously going to be like um, iconic, you know, All the things ones that, that pop out in my, in my brain. Like um, um, that are like etched in your memory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I do remember we took an LA trip with mm -hmm. a bunch of mom's friends. I remember that I don't that remember. One. Yep. I, I don't know if I was three or two, um, but it was a very long time ago and I was meeting Mickey I think for one of the first times that I actually remember, um, because I know that they took us like every year, basically. Right. Um, and I just wanted to keep grabbing Mickey's nose. Wow. Yeah. So this, I don't remember how old I was. This is the trip where we also went to Universal. I think then, so. You know, like we saw Five Goals West on stage and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember that trip. That was a good one. I was quite young. I was either two or three. Yeah. I but think then you're like I three. also. I also remember a distinct. I have a distinct memory of watching the Lion King in theaters in the Philippines. Oh, that's a good Disney memory right there. So yeah, that was that would have been like what what age? Like five? No, no, that's before. No, no, like I three. Was, I was three. Three. Yeah, I watched but it at the Mega Mall. That must have been a late, uh, early release then, because Lion King wasn't until what? Oh no, Lion King was what? Ninety five? Ninety four? Was it the Mega Mall? I don't know. Because I only went to the Philippines when I was one and three. Okay. It could but have been I the remember... Mega Mall. I, I also remember watching it too. I don't know. I think I was with you in one of those trips, right? Yeah. Well, I was one when you were with me. That would have been 92. Maybe it wasn't Lion King. Huh. Maybe it was Aladdin? So it was uh, no, Aladdin's before Lion King. So I... Yeah, but it was 92. Oh. If I was one. Right. But I do remember watching something there. Huh. It was definitely a Disney movie. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> But still, that's your probably your earliest memory of a Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. Watching a Disney movie, like, really young. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So uh, what has kept you a Disney fan for so many years? Oh, well, like I said, we were, uh, we basically grew up with it. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of ingrained in, in inside of me. Um, I also remember um, when our cousin was living with us, uh, she played the piano a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pocahontas was a big thing when she was still living with us. So she would start playing Colors of the Wind. And right. I would climb up on a couch and uh, like start singing Colors of the Wind and jump from the couch and jump to another bed or whatever. And yeah, it was just uh, it was a big part of my life growing up. And it's I've just maintained it ever since. Yeah, there's something about Disney where it's just like you just want to maintain it, you know, because it's, uh, it's something that I think re everybody relates to, you know. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah. So, you know, because growing up in the 90s, you get all these movies, the VHSs, you know, and then uh, sing-alongs, all this stuff, and then the merchandise. So you kind of grow up with it, and then you just want to keep going with it, basically, is what uh, what happens there. Yeah, it's just something timeless about it. And then it brings you back to your childhood. And it, you know, how adults want to just continue to live in their childhood true adults are just like grown-up children you know pretty much you know go back so. to the times where it's like you remember being a kid and then yeah it this is something that uh ties to childhood a lot um even even now a lot of the older generations 
you know, some of them remember the original Mickey Mouse Club, right? They they can tie right. that they can tie that to their Disney fandom, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's what keeps them going until now. Um, so that's it's been around for a long time. So a very long time, yeah. All right. So have you ever lost any interest in Disney? And then uh, what did you like replace it with if you did lose some interest? No, I've never <laughs> ever lost interest in Disney. Um, I grew up with Disney, singing it, acting it, um, watched Disney Channel throughout, you know, even through high school. I'm not ashamed of it. Right. Um, yep. I still watch Disney Channel every so often. I mean, it's not the same. Right. They don't have like Wizards of Waverly Place and Hannah Montana and, you know, all that good stuff. But um, I did watch all of Liv and Maddie. And, oh, wow. Uh, I kind of watched that too, but. <laughs> it's a good show. I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, Dove Cameron does a good job in that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, I've never lost interest in Disney, and I don't foresee me losing interest in Disney. So nothing, nothing came close to it. Has anything come close to you know the level of Disney? You know, maybe Harry Potter or something. Um, growing up, I wasn't as tied to Harry Potter. Uh, it's definitely you know grown on you. Grown on me, especially you know through college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was never at the level of Disney for me. Yeah, because I remember you'd do like Disney covers too, even in high school. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that was uh, it was mostly Disney for you, right? Uh huh. So that's what I auditioned uh for a role in a High School Musical for. Um, I used uh, Part of Your World. Oh. Yeah, oh, and is my that the first Into the Woods. Yeah, audition? but then so for my first audition. Um, I sang a Mary Poppins song, so it's really always been Disney for me. Yeah, I mean they they do have a lot of um, songs that you can use to show your range and everything. So right, that's um, that's one of the things I really like about like Disney movies, like the earlier ones. They they used a lot of of music, like they were musicals, uh, and mm-hmm. they had show tunes and everything. But some of the newer ones, they they got rid of it. But it's still you know Disney. They're storytellers, and that's uh, something that people can relate to, I believe. Yeah, I agree. So uh, are you happy with the direction of the, the Walt Disney Company like, that they're going in currently? Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking about Mickey Mouse. Um, I believe that they're doing a good job with all of their IPs and that they're going in the right direction, um, especially with their parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're making good strides. and. And, you know, everything is a learning process, especially with the way that our politics are going these days. Um, but I think that they're doing their best with the climate and, and all that. Um, so I think they're doing a good job. I One thing that I miss with the Walt Disney Company is probably Walt Disney himself being yeah. a, a force in the company itself. Because, um, you know, they people won't know what his vision would be for right now. Because mm-hmm. he's not around, but right. you know they can glean some ideas. But one thing is for sure is he he always wanted it to change. He always wanted the company to grow and right. not stay the same. Exactly. Uh, which is why you know some purists are like you know they don't want Disneyland to change or anything. But even Walt Disney wanted it to progress. That's uh, yeah. He that's said it's he never complete. To. Exactly, it's never complete. So things have to change. Things have to mm-hmm. go grow and. Um, so I'm happy also with the direction of the company. I think, you know, I have a positive outlook toward it. 
maybe I should because I own some stock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's it's good. I like I like how they're going. I like how Bob Iger is uh, is leading. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know so much about the Shanghai Park, you know, because that was his child, his brainchild. But right. Um, hopefully they can get it to be where they want it to be, basically. I mean, it's a learning process, um, you know, so I think that it'll eventually get there. Um, and hopefully that um, they can. I mean, you say you always tell me that it's one of the dirtiest parks. So hopefully they can button <laughs> that up before I go there. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I think I think they'll get there eventually. It's the newest. So you learn from experience. Definitely. Definitely. You know, it's it was only open, what, two years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. So got to give it time to develop pretty much uh get get to that point where you where it's uh satisfactory or like disney standard yeah all right so have you ever considered working for disney and uh have you ever tried to apply or work for the company uh i considered doing a professional internship uh in walt disney world for a biotechnology mm-hmm. uh position because that would be in epcot right um right. but i kind of wanted to be uh in the workforce sooner uh, than having to do uh, an internship, right? So you didn't I go didn't, through with it. I didn't end up, yeah, applying. Um, but I was considering it heavily uh, because graduating, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to take a year off and actually, you know, do what you did with the Disney College program. Um, and being in a pro- professional internship, I'd probably get paid more, right? Um, but it's still not the same as, you know, getting hands-on experience at a, at a job, getting my 401k started and all that. Um, so I was taking the adult route and uh, I decided not to. Well, I guess I took the non-adult route and did the college <laughs> program. <laughs> Everyone's different, though. So Yeah, that was a, a good experience working for the company. And then you could see real quickly that, you know, it's it's hard to move up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even there's people there who have been there for what, 20, 25 years. They're still at the same role or slightly above what they started at. Um, but I guess it's on the person, uh, on their ambition and how hard they want to push to get in, get up there, you know, to get right. into like a management position or something. Um, so I think that was part of the factor of, you know, me deciding not to do it because I kind of learned from your experience. Yeah. Um, so I had that advantage of, you know, knowing, okay, where is this going to go after this professional internship? What other, um, biotechnology jobs can I find in the Disney company? And there's not many, and I didn't really want to move out to Florida. Right. Um, so yeah. Cause like most of them are at Epcot. So yeah, exactly. But you know, once you get, sele- it's kind of, those internships are really hard to get in the professional mm-hmm. ones. And if you do get in, it's really a good chance that you'll get to continue with it um, because it, you know, they invested in you, so mm-hmm. they kind of want to keep you in whatever yeah. role they could put you in. Um, some what I've seen is that uh, they do a rotational role where you get to try different uh, departments and stuff, and then they'll eventually place you somewhere. Uh, but you know, for me right now, I don't want to do something like that because yeah, I'm established now, so responsibility exactly exactly but that you know if i had done that maybe i i would have been in a rotational role or something and then end up in the company yeah but uh so next question what do you look forward to most uh, five years from now with the company and uh 10 years from now 
with that com- with the Walt Disney Company? Um, parks and movies. Okay. So I've very, I'm looking forward to all of the um, opening lands and all the development projects that they're working on all, in all their parks, and especially uh, looking for ten more years of Marvel movies. So. Right, right. Where do you think that's headed? Because I feel like they're going to get rid of the old guard, like Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, what do you think? Do you think they're going to bring in new Marvel characters and stuff? Uh, I feel a reboot coming on, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Because uh, they, if they want to align with the, how the comics are going, they might have an Asian Hulk. Who knows? Oh, yeah. But He's like Korean, right? Amadeus Cho, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then they also might have a female Thor with Jane Foster. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I oh, wait, there's also a Black Spider Man. I think um, if In they can get that universe, IP, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like they they could reboot. Um, they just have to tiptoe around it and maybe do a multiverse. Wow. Um, so that they don't erase what they've done. You know. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I would I would like to see them go into the multiverse. So also with the parks, what do you look forward to with the parks? Do you think they're going to open a new park? Maybe like a, a villain's park like they were talking about or another park expansion of some stuff at Disney World? Do you think they're going to do something um, like that? I would like to see a, a full-blown park in Hawaii, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Um, or actually do a full park at Castaway K because yeah. right now it's just, you know, tropical vacation and resort type thing there they could do um, a, a water park like at atlantis right yeah they could do a full you know a full water park a full tropical theme park um you know it'd be cool um i don't know i i just look forward to seeing what the imagineers have to offer um especially with the uh star wars lands coming up so um, they they also have a rumor about indiana jones ip coming to the parks in like a full land um you think that's something that they could look into? I mean, they are doing a reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean, so you know they might do a reboot of Indiana Jones or something, right? I think if the new movie goes well, then they very well might do it. But if it doesn't, then I don't see them doing it. Okay, yeah. For me, if they were to put like Indiana Jones into a, a land or something, I'd probably like to see... Uh, dinosaur get replaced with the actual Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland because that yeah. would be pretty cool. I mean, who even rides dinosaur? Like, <laughs> the lines there are, are not even that long, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I would. I think I would like to see a full blown Pixar park. Oh really? A full park? Yeah. Yeah, not just like Toy Story Land. Like to see a full park because they have a lot of things from Pixar. Like, imagine if they could build an Inside Out Land. You know? Yeah. That's like exploring somebody's mind. That's true. So there was a video game that they put out that was like a Pixar video game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did you have, have you had a chance to to play that at all? Um, I played a version of a toy box in um in Disney Infinity. Okay. That kind of touched on that because people get to basically build their worlds in in Disney Infinity. Right. Um. So yeah, I got to explore one of those. So there was so that game I'm talking about is like what you would imagine is a Pixar park, you know, mm-hmm. like, so they have a hub, they have a central hub, kind of like Disneyland. And then coming off of each spoke, there's like cars and then Toy Story and then Inside Out. Like, you know, it's like that. 
Um, yeah. But it, I think it's pretty cool. They should probably do something like that, I think, if you're, you yeah. know, want a Pixar park. I would like to see them do it in NorCal. Oh, oh, like where Pixar actually is located. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure I'm, they could find land somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be some space somewhere that they can put it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really nice. I mean, Google found a place to put their Googleplex, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, I mean, they could find space to make a Pixar park. Yeah, but would it be worth it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I feel like the people in the Bay Area would really uh, take to it. Or even NorCal, just people would uh, really like it. Like, especially people coming from Washington or Oregon or something. Right. It's closer. Closer than LA. I, I believe in the phrase, if you build it, they will come. Especially for Disney. Exactly. Uh, they're one of those, you know, companies where it's like they put out a movie and then people flock to it, or they put mm -hmm. out a park, people will flock to it. Even Pixar Pier, it was just a refresh of Paradise Pier, and you saw the response to it. It was just enormous. It was massive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even huge, you know? Yeah, was... I think if they could, like, if they could do what they did with Pixar Pier, but expand it even more, it would be an, an amazing thing to see, especially with the creativity that these Pixar animators have. Yeah. They could come up with stuff that, you know, we could they could use in the park. It's it's gonna be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like that idea. I also think like in ten years, seeing the technology in the parks would be really cool to see it more interactive with the guests. Um, I wouldn't like people walking around with VRs, but however they can integrate, you know, whatever current technology is, that would be really cool. Like, however your phone talks to the park or whatever. Yeah, because I mean, already right now, they're tracking us with magic bands. Um, mm -hmm. So even the app, the Disney app, they they, they let, it, let them know statistics, like what you're spending your money on and things like that. Yeah. And like AP holders, when they link it to their their uh, Disneyland app, you know, they're, they're really tracking us. So guest experience would be something to look out for, I believe. Right. Yeah. They're going to always try to improve it and try to do the best for the guests. Yep. I would also like if they could boost uh, cell towers around their their parks. Yeah. Better <laughs> Wi-Fi would, would be yeah. clutch. Yeah. Because uh, for one thing, like Nelson, he just told me that the Wi-Fi over there in Florida was uh, like pretty spotty. So uh -huh. he ended up using three gigabytes over their data plan. Oof. Um because he was uploading videos to, you know, our folder. Yeah. Um, and that took up a lot of data. So that's um, rough. I know. So that's a kind of a hefty sum there, three gigabytes. Uh, but yeah, if they could help the Wi-Fi out, that'd be great, I think. Yep. So uh, how far have you taken your fandom other than uh, this podcast and doing vlogs? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've done some covers on YouTube before. Yeah. Do you remember like what songs and stuff you covered? I don't think I ever, I don't know if I posted it. I know I did Part of Your World. Okay. I was wearing a whale shirt. Whale shirt? Um, yeah. It was like a multiple print, like a, like a whale zip up, you know, hoodie. Okay. But it, yeah. Um, I don't know if I posted it. If I did, I probably took it down at some point um, because it was acapella. I don't. No, what else I've oh I've um I've done I've performed with Disney songs at people's birthdays before. Oh, cool. I did an arrangement of uh When You Wish Upon a Star. 
Was that for an acapella group? Uh, no, it was just, uh, it was like me, Janelle, and Alistair. Oh, it's just three of you. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I don't know what else I've done. That's cool. I mean, you do have AP, I guess. Yeah, I have, I've had an annual pass off and on since 2013. Um, I've gone to... D23? D23 Expo 2013, 2015, and 2017. That's three in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Uh, 19. Yeah, I'll go to 19. I had a D23 membership briefly that you gifted to me. Yeah, I did gift you one. Um, and I've gone to the Disney Family Museum quite a few times. Yeah, it's a good fun fun place to go. Yeah. I like I always like seeing oh. the history of Disney, yeah. And I I do still collect Pooh Bears. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get the one from the latest movie, Christopher Robin? I really wanted to. Yeah, he, I like that version. It looks really good. He's very cute. Do you think you're gonna, so ever to, gonna get a version like that? I think so. Probably on my next trip if I find myself at Pooh Corner if they have it in stock. Yeah, that's one to get. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but their Pooh Bears aren't as creative as when we were kids. Yeah, they used to do some pretty creative things. Like I have the train conductor one, and mm-hmm. then you have like the bee one. I have a bumblebee one. I have a pilot one. The sailor. Um, what else do I have? I have one holding a honey pot. Oh, yeah. Nice. We have those giant ones that we used to call the twins. Yeah, because they're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, had a backpack. And what else did I have? There were a lot of themed Pooh Bears. I don't know why they did them, but it was amazing. Yeah. I wish they keep doing that. They would keep doing that. But now it just seems like the normal Pooh Bear. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's pretty much it. And yep. then you have your classic ones. Oh, I have an Ufufi. Oh, you have an Ofufi. Nice. Yeah, and a couple of Tsum Tsums. Oh, cool. Yep. All right. So uh, what do you like best about the Walt Disney Company? And then what do you like least about it? Um, Best, I think it's the fact that there's such a constant in my life. Um, and they're continually trying to grow. And um, they stay current um, with whatever is going on, especially with their TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um they, they really gear them towards um, the youth and they focus on the youth um, and, and and like teaching them about the world. Um, yeah. What do I like the least? It, that's a hard one for me because I don't... You don't, I don't have a least? I, I don't... I think... I, I don't know. I don't know if I have a least. Maybe the crowds? <laughs> but that's not really anything to do with them. I mean, um, yeah, they can't really, uh, you know, make the crowds less. They probably could if they price people out. Like, they've hey. tried. Yeah, they have. It doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, they did change the pricing structure for Disney World, uh, mm-hmm. where they're doing it by day rather than by, you know, just by ticket and stuff. I guess the thing that I like least is um, sometimes it feels like they're trying to m- milk the cash cow more than trying to create art. Right. Um, especially with their their sequels. Um, yep. They kind of, instead of coming up with like new original movies and ideas they keep rebooting things yeah that's um, what, that's what i i was gonna say too i kind of um you know like they're they'll bring an animated movie into live action mm-hmm. um but you know they still have some animated parts where it's like they overlaid some 3d on the live right. action but right. but that that to me is like what happened to the time when they would come up with an original idea just like you know aladdin that was original or yeah. Mulan, that was original. Um, I mean, it, they 
they borrowed from legends, but you know, it's still they adapted them to be original. Right. I th- I think you know, Wreck-It Ralph, that's original. So Yeah. And then Tangled, that was original and Frozen. Mm-hmm. Uh but then they'll make a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then it, milk it exactly. until people are tired of it. Exactly. So I guess I agree with you on the the least favorite there. Yeah. But yeah, that's um uh, that's good. I like that. You know, it's not really that bad of a critique, you know? It's just yeah. something that's like uh maybe they could do more original things, but then there's always the the chance that it's going to fail. I think that's what I they're think, worried about. I think there's always like a fine line that you have to balance um because like just because it's a new original idea doesn't mean that it failed because it's a new original idea. Maybe there's other factors to it, just like Princess and the Frog right. um, and A Wrinkle in Time. Like they set up A Wrinkle in Time to be, it's supposed to be a multiple movie, you know, just built in because it has multiple books. Right. But it didn't catch on because their marketing wasn't great. And um, I didn't even actually, I didn't watch it because they, they didn't, keep it in movie in the movie theater long enough right like it, it happened with their, their schedule and their lineup and when they released it I, I just didn't have a time to watch it um so i i think there's like various things that go into why an original idea might fail um and they might need to look into that more than just excusing it and dismissing it for oh it was original it didn't do well right right so you know because they have that with tv shows all the time right you know, ABC right. does it. They'll they'll put a pilot out there, and then it doesn't do so well, but they keep it, you know? Mm-hmm. So keep with it for at least a season. But I guess it's different for movies because they spend so much more, I guess. Right. The capital is just so exponential compared to a TV budget. Right, exactly. So, like, the amount that they'll put into one movie is the same for a whole season of a TV show or something. Yeah, especially on the first season. Right, right. First season, they can just uh, have a lower budget. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, they should really do some more diving, deep diving into why, rather than mm-hmm. just say, "Oh, it's a flop because it's a new thing." Yeah, because uh, that's going to keep them from creating new things. Right. And we always like it when they make new things, right? You know. Um, yeah, of course. Although, when was do you you remember when the last thing they came out with that was original? You know, that's a new concept or something. Was it Moana? The Nutcracker. Oh, the Nutcracker. Well, the Nutcracker's been done before. Yeah, but this is different. It's yeah, a different it's a, iteration. It's a whole new and, story. Uh, yeah. And Disney never touched it before. Right. Yeah, it's been other companies that have uh, done their versions of the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be something cool. I don't know. I, I didn't see a preview. Did you see a preview? I saw a sneak peek when I went down to DCA. Okay. And what did you think? I'm not a fan of classical music, um, so I was falling asleep. Okay, so but did, that's was it just Nutcracker music from the movie. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked really good. Like it looked very visually pleasing. Um, the choreography was really awesome, and I think the premise is pretty strong. It's just you know my brain is programmed to fall asleep when I hear classical music. Yeah, so that's it's, a... it's not a it's not a <laughs> knock on. Um, the movie itself. It's just my own personal preference, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's 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 classical music just that has that effect on you, basically. Yeah. But, um, so, do you think they've done enough marketing on it? Because 
I I haven't really seen too much marketing. Uh, no, I've I don't. Seen a I don't think or two. Yeah. they've done more marketing on Wreck It Ralph, right. And on Mary Poppins, and right. those are things that people already know about. Exactly. That I don't think that they need as much marketing on. So it's like you know they're setting up the new th- ideas for failure already. Yeah, that that's that's exactly the thing because, like I said, with Wrinkle in Time, they didn't give it its due. Yeah. And Oprah was in it, and exactly. Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling, like, and Chris Pine, like, it's a great lineup, but they didn't give it its due. Yeah, they didn't um, set it up to be successful. They had another movie that Chris Pine was in. It had to do with like a a captain on a boat. Oh, I yeah. didn't even. Yeah, 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 I, I didn't even that. see any promotional about it. I only knew about it because I went to D23 Expo. And then they talked about it there. Yeah, and I think it only had like a two-week release. So I didn't even get to watch it. Wow. And yeah. it was based on a true story, right? I think I remember yeah. seeing the, the previews in the movie I watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yep. wait, this is a Disney movie? And then I saw yep. it. I was like, whoa, it is a Disney movie. But I don't know. It's some... It's it's like, you know, they think they already know it's not going to do well. So they don't yeah. pay money to make it, you know, try to make it do well, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of, um you know, they're cutting their losses or something. But um, I feel like that's why they struggle with, you know, they they keep trying to catch that lightning in a bottle like Mary Poppins and Remember the Titans, where it's that like quintessential feel good story that could get an Oscar. Yeah. But they're not, you know, helping the story along or they're not helping with the marketing to make it, you know, stir up that that enthusiasm around it. Yeah. So that that's basically I guess that's the thing that we could, you know, see them improving. Right. But do you think they're they're ever going to improve that, though? Because I feel like Bob Iger is more concerned with how his parks are doing rather than his IPs like this. No, I think. Um, I think that they can improve on it. It's just, it's a corporation and they're going to operate like a business. That's true. Um, that's and you true. can't really blame them for it because that's the nature of a business. If you, if you see that something in like focus groups and in early reviews from critics isn't going to do well, then don't waste your time, I guess. That's what they're thinking. Um, but just because critics are saying something's bad doesn't mean that it's going to be bad for the audience. Because look at Venom. I mean, that's a Sony property right now, but right. like it was a bad movie, but people still watched it. <laughs> yeah, you know? they, did. they did. Like people still paid money to watch it. I still paid money to watch it in IMAX. Wow. And that was a bad idea. <laughs> so, IMAX wasn't good? Uh, It revealed a lot of its um, faults. Okay. You could see it yeah. on the screen. Mm-hmm. In oh. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you know. Sometimes they Disney company could use a little bit of Walt Disney, you know? Yes. Because he was the guy who would try to push for something even though his brother was saying, hey, this is not financially possible. You know what I right. mean? He's like, he's the visionary and the force behind a lot of the things that happened and they wouldn't have happened if they ran it like a business, basically. Yeah, um, they could use some heart, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a fine line again because... If you look at his uh, nephew, when he took over, they weren't their stocks were suffering. Right, and then they brought it was all heart and not enough head. Exactly. So they had to bring in Eisner. Um, yeah. But you know, still, you know, 
it's still one of those things where you can have a little bit of heart, but then, well, that's why I think Walt and Roy were a good combo. Right. Because Roy would kind of dial Walt back, but mm-hmm. Walt would still try to push it, you know? Right. Like push the, ba- he, he was push like the, the boundaries. visionary. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you'd have the visionary, but then you have somebody behind him saying, hey, maybe we should uh, cut back a little bit. I feel like you kind of need that in all things. You kind of need the visionary and then somebody that can see it through, see the vision through. True. Yeah, so exactly. I think if they could find that person that can be their creative head and that creative driver um, that just thinks outside the box, they're golden for another however many years that they're going to go on. True. So, yeah, uh, I think I think it's going to happen, though. I think it's... I, I know, think so, too. They're very good about finding those people, you right, know? Right, right. That's the thing I really like about the company is that, you know, they're going to find somebody who's a visionary and then right. they'll, they'll still have the, you know, the company there to dial them back. But, you know, they'll have the visionary. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's still in good hands for however long they keep going, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's all we have for today for questions and stuff. Um, so do you have anything you want to say to our listeners? Um, thanks for continuing to listen and support us. Uh, make sure you check out the latest vlog. Um, and we'll be having more content for you, especially since Nelson will be coming back soon. So, um, see you real soon. Yeah. So Nelson's going to be coming back soon and then, uh, he'll be able to upload more of this content and we'll put out some more vlogs. Um, thanks also guys for listening and please subscribe And make sure you give us a good rating and review on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Because it helps um, promote the the channel. Also, follow us on Instagram and also Twitter. And then YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube and hit the notification button. So whenever we upload a vlog, you'll be able to uh, catch it like right away. So thanks guys for listening and uh, we'll see you again. See ya. It is me.